Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ah, hello there, dear Lister. It's me, Joe. I notice you've tuned in once again to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. Just remember, we dish out double the content over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Go on, you'll love it. You'll pay your monthly fee and I will literally roll around in your hard-earned cash, probably wearing something provocative. <laughs> Jay's not going to like this advert at all. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham. It's Tuesday, you know what that means. And Jay Cross. It's, it's Tuesday. You know, I really wish you wouldn't specify a, a day, <laughs> because it's it's obviously this this comes out on a on a Wednesday at 6am. Yeah, well, we're recording it no less than... 10 hours before it comes out. That means I'd say that's pretty efficient. If it comes out 6am oh. UK time, that means yeah. in some place in America, it's still Tuesday. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, no, that is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, anybody who's listening to it the minute it comes out is a loser. Yeah. Well, like all our patrons. Yeah, losers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, they don't even get much of a bonus anymore, seeing as you guys need to stay in and watch Game of Thrones, which means we've had to move the podcast recording to a, a day later. It's only for six weeks. Yes, yes, that is true. It is only for six weeks, and then normality will resume. It's really annoying. Might even though. get Matt Knight back. Never know. <laughs> we'll never ever get Matt Knight back. I don't believe he's ever coming back on this podcast. It's a you, you know, it's a, a moderately a, a annoying about having to do the podcast a day later. Is I have to record all the adverts for it beforehand. <laughs> so you don't know what we've talked so about. So I can't be in the adverts this week on the Patreon special. We'll be doing this. I've had to make them like really general purpose. That's fine. Yeah, well... That's fine. Yeah. It's only six weeks. I know. And Game know. of Thrones is great. And I can't watch that on Tuesdays because spoilers and that, so... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Anyway. Um, <laughs> to... seems, seems flummoxed by the uh, the day change. Yes, yeah, it really is. Throwing me, throwing me out. Anyway, tomorrow, Mark Packham, we're actually going to get to see Matt Knight. We are. I've forgotten what he looks like. Yeah. I mean, basically, we'll be going to a building where he's supposed to be and... I can't remember what he looks like, so maybe he'll be there. Who knows? Yeah, he's, he's probably changed. Yeah, so we're going. We're heading up to London to the uh, what, what is it? The Boss Artist Centre? Is it a Roland Artist Centre? I think it's Roland, right? Because so they've got like drums and pianos and stuff. Uh-huh. It is Roland. I right. was in the same building, not 
a month ago. But of course, I gave a very wide berth yeah. to the door that said Roland. Right. Because disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just wasn't there. So, like, oh, I, had, right, I yeah. had no interest in going to say hello. Oh, fair enough. To people I didn't know. Hello, I know Matt. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not going to do that. As far as I'm aware, if the door's closed, no one's there. No, that's if the the lights aren't the, on. If the light is if green, the, the trap is clean. Yeah, if if the Ooh. truck is a, if that trailer's a rocking, don't, don't come a knocking. A knocking, yeah. yeah. But we're uh, we're actually heading up there to see. It's an open day. S- stroke. It's the demo of the. It's like the introduction demo of the. Uh, Are you having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> of the uh, what's the tube thing expander? The tube expander. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a. It, I'm glad you've done your research. I'm so uninterested in that product. <laughs> it's oh, a, good. I'm, I'm glad you've been invited. Then. It's it's a ro- uh, it, as far as I'm aware, it's a boss open day, so that anything is available to check out. And to be honest, I would quite like to do that because um, I saw on Facebook today someone was talking about the Angry Driver, uh-huh. and I realised I don't think I've spent more than five minutes really listening to the I'm, Angry Driver. I bought one. Yeah, they're supposed to be very very good. They were really good. One of the best drive pedals I've, I've ever had. I sold it actually, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd quite like to spend some time with that, and um, yeah, obviously the big thing is the tube amp expander, which I heard a little bit of when we went to the Birmingham guitar show. It was pretty difficult to hear anything. Couldn't hear it? a single thing, and Matt's raving about it. Matt is just absolutely loving He's it. Re- so. He loves it a lot. I actually it, like. I'm gonna. I have to really cut down my sort of dismissiveness. You're really of it ripping him about it just being a volume pedal. <laughs> He gets really upset about it. <laughs> but yeah, so well, I am actually interested to find out what it actually is. Well, it's of quite a few things, isn't it? It's it's a it's an attenuator. Yeah. I mean, what it is, and this is what it is, is the most boring looking <laughs> product I have ever. It's pretty seen. functional. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, but it's pretty much in line with the rest of the aesthetics that they're going for. You know, like it oh, looks yeah. like Katana. And yeah, sure, it's sure. It's the current boss look. So yeah, they're just gone fairly flat. It's like yeah, it's remember just... when all the icons on your phone change from like bubbles to flat? Yeah, I it's guess that. it is like that. what. We, yeah. Like remember old iOS, everything yeah, had like a were, drop shadow, and yeah, then they, they, and they lost the drop like shadow. Flat. I remember that because I was got really into that aesthetic and started yeah. trying to change all this stuff at GAC so that there was no drop shadow on anything. And like Windows, when Windows went to Windows ten, yeah, um, and they had like yeah, all those blocks that are just a blue block with plain white writing rather than yeah. a crazy window. Simplicity have, is the future. I have absolutely no recollection of anything that you're saying there. Really? What? what really? Um, it basi- was- basically, I am the ideal candidate for uh, like the Ministry of Truth. Right. Because <laughs> as soon as they're like, oh no, we're at war of Eurasia, I'm like, I hate Eurasia. I hate Eurasia. <laughs> Your brain's been completely... <laughs> just like, it just gets wiped immediately. Completely washed. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the so the in as far as the amp, amp expand is concerned, I was trying to explain to my girlfriend, who obviously also plays guitar. She was like, "Oh, what's the what is the open day for?" And I was like, "Oh, it's for the the tube amp expand like for us to see Matt Knight's beautiful face <laughs> once again." But she was like, "So what, what's the tube amp expander?" And I was I was like, "Um, well, it's not it's not like a it's not like a." product it's like something you have it, to use in conjunction with an amp so no, not necessarily 
Don't you? No, because it's got, as far as I'm aware, it's got cab modelling in there. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you need to use yes, some sort of preamp to, with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But um, you can use it as an audio interface. Yeah. You can use it for direct recording. Right. Um, it's I can also use my phone for direct recording. Yeah, but not in the same yeah, way. Um, it's also, obviously, it's got the attenuation stuff, and it's got the thing that it's named after, the tube amp expansion. So mm. I guess what it's doing there is some sort of... Um, EQ and kind of expanding yeah. uh, the sound, and there's a few different things that you can do on the app. But to be honest, I, I know about as much about yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to be able to talk just... about it in actual detail next week, seeing as it's unlikely that Matt will ever return. <laughs> yeah, <Matt's>, <laughs> he, he's dead. Um, so uh, yeah, really looking forward to it to see Matt and also try out some boss stuff. Yeah, maybe absolutely. I'll just have a, I'll just plan the drum kits maybe. So uh, we got an email um, this this week, an email, yes, which I thought was interesting from, I from like it. a listener. Um, they'd, they'd actually used the contact form on our website and everything. Blimey. Yeah, I, know. I was really impressed. I didn't know we had a website. Uh, yeah. Guitarnerds.net. Oh, yeah. We oh, yeah. We've got that, we got that, that stupid, all the time, but Joe hasn't put it, written it in his script. <laughs> we've got that stupid yeah. .net suffix. I don't, yeah, I don't really like directing people there. .net's the way forward. .net's dumb. You. Yeah. All, the good net, one, all the good Why ones are taken. Why don't we have .com? MXTabs.net. I tried to get it on Hyperglobe and Meganet, but uh, I right. couldn't get that one, so oh. just the .net. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I don't direct people there. Also, it seems to... Like, our Instagram I assume feed .net websites are a scam. .net? No, .net's legit. Yeah, now that I, they've opened it up could to basically anything, it could be .dot anything. Could guitar we get... nerds dot bananas? Oh, you could get guitar nerds dot guitar. Could we? Yeah, we want gtr dot gtr. No, you can't get that dot gag. No, they're like full. <laughs> <laughs> they're like proper words. I like oh, right. gag. Um, <laughs> so guitar nerds dot. Uh... You could probably get guitar nerds dot podcast. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that the, sounds cool. We need to basically. You need to do this now because if you don't, <laughs> someone's going to do this at about two minutes past six tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. see if that is actually available. Otherwise, yeah. you might need to cut this out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we got this. Uh, we got this email from a listener, and they told me about um, this new video series by Temple Guitars. And I realised I have seen Temple Guitars in passing. Have you guys seen Temple Guitars? Have you no. seen any of their stuff? Ed Temple Tudor. No, what? Don't worry. <laughs> um, no, Temple Guitars. There's, oh, okay. there's a there's a link in the document for you to click through. But yeah, they I, I've seen their guitars sort of in passing on Instagram and stuff. But and they're super cool, Australian, and they've released this new Luthier series on their YouTube channel, which is absolute is is absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's completely irrelevant to to me because I haven't. <laughs> Well, currently, I have no interest in, in learning how to build a guitar. I should learn how to build a guitar. I mean, you've got I? so much time on your hands these days. Oh, that you probably... I have no time on my hands. Sitting around so money as well. Overworked yeah, so and rich. underpaid. He's got so much money. Uh, Joe Moneybags Brenton, that's that, what we call him. But anyway, Patronus I... money plus the new YouTube uh, trickle. <laughs> Filling the bank of old Scrooge McBranton over there. YouTube is trickling. Do you know, speaking of emails, someone emailed us specifically to say that they hated our videos Good. the other day. Love <laughs> it. Love it. Not just, just leave a comment. Not just leave a comment. They found our email address and emailed, uh, again, through the website, um, the, the, uh, the you know, the form thing. Yeah. Uh, just to say that they hated... Um, that I had a lamp on in the background and it was blinding them whilst they were watching the video. Really? And I was like, 
I don't really think that's how light works. If like it's yeah, I don't the, think you can the light like... doesn't project from the lamp through into your eyes. It's just there. And I was like, but in fairness to the guy, I did turn the lamp round on the next video. Yeah. I shot. No, you shouldn't have done. You should have moved it closer. <laughs> should have made, moved it closer. Just do a video <laughs> called Lamp, and it's just the lamp pointed straight into the camera. Yeah, someone someone lamp else nerds our new our new podcast. Someone else messaged and was uh, was like, you have much less gear than other guitar channels in shots and i was like ah oh, we actually have rooms for it's just i was trying to make the shot look tasteful by not like cluttering it up with stuff and also it's in a garage we don't want to put all the stuff in there <laughs> yeah true <laughs> you know it's yeah. got security yeah. in that exactly but anyway uh temple guitars uh they've started this luthier series and it's fantastic it's really well shot really interesting and it's um the whole idea behind it is there um uh, like uh, teaching you how to be a more efficient luthier and it's aimed at um, people who build guitars professionally and sort of people who are trying it for the first time as well like their most uh, the most recent video uh, last week was on how to make an arm carve jig to save time on because you would obviously you would sand that in and it's about building a, a wooden jig so that you can just run the uh, the the guitar body you know through a saw and create the the carve yeah, yeah, that yeah. way um but yeah like r- like brilliantly shot and really high um sort of production values and really interesting like i just think listeners if you're at all interested in making guitars or even if you just want to see kind of a really high quality insider's job on how it's done Man, I thought I thought like check out Temple Guitars on on YouTube. It's really really super interesting. I've watched enough uh, hydraulic press channel on YouTube to know that, but people <laughs> doing stuff in workshops is exactly my thing. Is it? Is yeah. it? You like that? Sort I don't want to do any of that work myself, but I want to watch people do. Is it. that what is that like the hydraulic uh, the uh, the like does it blend channel? Yeah, there's does it blend. The, hydro- the hydraulic press channel is, and I there's people who cook stuff I, as well. I say this without any hint of hyperbole. The only YouTube channel where I watch every video. <laughs> I watch basically no YouTube whatsoever. I'm not a big fan of YouTube. Right. The YouTube that I do like is the Hydraulic Press channel. Yeah. And it is something that I discovered about three years ago. And my life has never been the same because it is so good. It's a geezer in Finland who owns a Hydraulic Press. Right. And he just like presses stuff for what, fun. Like trousers. No, like, no? oh right, like, um, like wood. Uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I think hamburgers <laughs> and mobile phones, and he did it. He he even like he did a sponsored advert for Wolverine. Right, what? Where he pressed Hugh Jackman? No, but they like <laughs> they like tried to they they put like Wolverine's claws in there. And the the press couldn't crush it. Wow, it crazy! Oh, that I think is... that might have been a gag. Yeah, that's that. It was is official impressive. license video. He got paid a million dollars. Wow, sweet, sweet. We should send him a guitar, maybe. So, um, we should send him one of Joe. Send him Joe. We'll send him a guitar and pictures of Joe Branton just to crush in yeah, the thing. Not? Send him that portrait of me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking about commissioning some sort of uh, wax works or maybe a clay. 
<laughs> a clay head, like yeah. the head from Art Attack. Yeah, I was thinking. You. I was thinking more like you know, like Lionel Richie. But hello, no. <laughs> I'd like to speak to Madame Tussauds, please. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I will speak to nobody but the Madame herself. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think if if you're a person out there, listener, who uh, who dabbles in in clay, Joe, or, I've uh, got I've got to be honest. I don't <laughs> think there's a huge amount of crossover between people who listen to guitar <laughs> podcasts and people who are skilled with wax. I don't. I don't know about that i i love guitars and i really like the movie ghost (laughs) that could have easily i could have easily gone down the route of learning to you know i don't know what you call it demi mooring it that's why i call it (laughs) just doing that thing on the pottery wheel yeah god i miss patrick swayze anyway um also uh this week um, is he dead yeah yeah. all right yeah quite some time ago r.i.p Oh, he was great. I really loved him. Anyway, um, Alpha guitars. I don't think I don't I don't know if we've spoken about them on the podcast. Where and, are you finding all these things? And and listeners, well, <laughs> do you know how I found this one? Actually, listen, just before we started this podcast, you guys he, he were he's going through the Greek alphabet. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, start you, at the start. Just before we uh, started this podcast, you were talking to me about how I accept friends requests from everyone. Well, as it turns out, I'm friends with the <laughs> the guy who owns Alpha guitar. I don't. I don't know how. Maybe we met. Who, who knows? I'm not sure. But I, I just saw a post that he put out, and I was like, "Oh, I always see Alpha guitars come up, but they're they're not something I'd ever looked into." Because I remember they they have like um they're kind of like uh traditional come modern, so, you know, somewhere in between the two, and they're very very woody. So there's lots of um, sports and burls and flames and often wooden scratch plates, but in a sort of semi traditional style. It's weird. It's hard to. Explain. I wouldn't describe this as traditional. No, but it is. But you know what I mean. It's not modern in a conventional sense either. No, sure, sure. They're not like you know, like fan fret or anything. Yeah. Like well, that. they do do fan okay, fret options, fine. but but you know, they they, they do lots of stuff, they, and they do lots of different type models. And I think I remember seeing them and being like, oh, they're a bit too modern. You know, just for my personal taste, they look absolutely fantastic, but they're just a bit you know too modern for me so i just gloss over them but it was only when um i saw this post about the the manta prime version 2 um that um that chris um dobson from alpha guitars was working on i was like wow that's actually fantastic um and and i didn't realize that they did these slightly more traditionally edged guitars and the um the uh the manta prime version 2 is very much like a um, it's an SG Junior meets Les Paul Junior, but with a slightly sort of modern twist, maybe a slightly more diamond shaped body, a really interesting like two piece shaped scratch plate, black scratch plate, and then a sort of red tinted mahogany body. Um, they do uh, what I think they do four by two headstocks on a lot of their stuff. Yep. It reminds me, the headstock overall shape reminds me a bit of like Crimson or um, it's a bit more... I, a, I mean, it, to me, because it's, you know, like um, a kind of uh, uneven split, it looks like the Music Man headstock. It's got yeah. that kind of vibe. I'm just looking right now at the Mako Prime, which looks great. It's kind of like Jazz Mastery, I guess, but a kind of modern take on it. Two uh, kind of soap bar pickups in there. Um yeah, these look good. Like you say, they strike a really nice balance of like modern stuff uh, and, and some prices, some kind of prices for custom build start seventeen nine nine. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, they also That's do UK a pounds. they also do a fantastic range of merch. 
Really good oh, hoodies. Really good. Great really beanies. Good, great beanies. Be- I, I want that. one of these beanies. I'm really not a beanie good beanies. man. Um, let me find it, Jay. I'll show you. Um, find it. Yeah, they. Um, the beanies are really good. There we go. Lovely. Yeah. No, no, people can't see this uh, listening <laughs> on the podcast. But oh, a, really a black nice. beanie. No, no, the grey one. I like the grey beanie. Yeah, but yeah, no, these are. These oh, look cool. at that. These are cool. It's a a grey beanie. Yeah. A <laughs> really, really nice balance the basses i think are a bit too modern for me but they're well, doing some interesting stuff on the guitars yeah but. yeah there's certainly on the bass front there's a uh there's a currently a pier- oh no sorry there is a bridge humbucker on it you know in a wooden finish semi hollow four string fretless bass but the two cutouts are like are made to look like imperfections in the wood yeah the two so it's like two f holes but they're, they're not f holes they look like a, pro, a, you a know, hole, a in, a hole in the woods, yeah, yeah. Would you call it a knot? That's a, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, um, yeah, but like really massive knots, obviously. But um, but yeah, they they are super duper modern, but still like the build quality looks incredible just on you know a personal taste front. They're slightly modern, but the um, so some of the guitars because they they're able to go down a slightly more traditional route with those like pickup configurations. You know, there's a lot of like. There seems to be like a lot of wide range, like Mojo pickups being used. The tele pickups are all quite vintage styled. I really love the sort of blending of the two styles. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give Chris a shout and uh, see if we can maybe um, get a closer look at some of these things. Because um, just um, having a quick look on their Instagram, saying that the bases are too modern. There's actually a base on there, a Mako Prime version two, which is like a <clears throat> kind of offset. Mustang bass, I would say, um, with a 51 P bass pickup uh, oh, in the centre. I think I did see that earlier. Looks yeah. really cool. Again, that's... you know, it's a little too modern for my taste, but it's got some kind of key parts to it. But that's that... the thing that's unique that I noticed about them. The pickup configurations in general tend yeah. to be classic. Yeah, even totally. If the, even if the body's not. It's a really odd thing because certainly guitars tend to be you know, custom builds like this tend to be Fidelity Retro yeah. or Ormsby Modern. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's totally. A, everything's down one of those two lines. So, it's a, yeah, it's a really interesting um, thing. But, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk more on Alpha guitars in the coming weeks when we, if we manage to throw out something to actually have a butchers at them a little bit closely. Now, uh, the, <laughs> the day this podcast gets released... Wednesday. Yeah, which is Wednesday at 6am. Tuesday, Tuesday, some places. Oh, yeah, fine. Hopefully, I'm going to get outbid. Okay. <laughs> I I accidentally bid on a Gibson Thunderbird. Why? Uh, uh, I think at the time I was like, oh, that's a good price for a Gibson Thunderbird. That's But this is the problem with eBay, and this is why you should not use eBay. Right. You should use Reverb.com uh-huh. because you never know what things are going to sell for. Whereas... Reverb, they tell people that is that is that is so stupid. What What you've just what you've just said there? Yeah, but he's always so stupid. Almost accidentally bought something. Well, yeah, but what he's done, what what he's done is he's gone. When you say you don't know what they're going to sell for, you know what you might end up paying for it. Sure, which is the bid that you put in. Yeah. Sure, but it's absolutely no different to if he was on Reverb and seen a Gibson Thunderbird and gone, oh. I'll buy that yeah, and then I, put in a bid of putting an offer and the person accepted it. No sure. different at all. Yeah. Sure. No different 
Except no different. you could get caught in a bidding war if you were some sort of maniac by it, when this the is... bids spiral out of control and then you end up paying too much for something. Oh, it always happens to me. That. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. But, would, but, wouldn't yeah. happen on I mean, that's de- well, absolutely it would. But I, and nonetheless, I'm quite excited um, about owning a Thunderbird. It's only a bit of a problem because, uh, Mark, you, you uh, went um, for, for your work. You, you went and had a chat with... Um, uh, with Mud Pie Music, a, a, I did a guitar shop, a second-hand guitar shop in Brighton. Yeah, there's has... a shop uh, in town called Mud Pie who do. Um, well, I thought it was primarily vintage stuff, but actually, um, I was in there yesterday, and they've actually got a range of really well-priced, um, kind of like not vintage stuff, but interesting stuff. So, right. like some like nice Gretches. They've got loads of Hofners. They've got a ton of basses, like. I, on that more erring on the kind of vintage side of things um but yeah not like crazy expensive vintage stuff stuff that's all really affordable yeah um and then like a load of kind of japanese fender and stuff like that so yeah um it was cool i hadn't been in there for a good few years properly um and so i pointed you in a, a kind of in the direction of a couple of bits that they've got yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, this Thunderbird has sort of scuppered things, but um, but I am hoping that uh, you get outbid. <laughs> well, I either get outbid or you know I'll I'll stick with it for a little bit and um, and and you know then get rid of it, I guess. But um, but yeah, Mud Pie Music happened to have a and you talk about some of the weird things that they have. They have something that even I'm not sure even they know how to name. They've they've listed it as a. Um, as a 1961 silver tone short scale bass, it's it's a silver tone model one four four four. Oh yeah, which um, which were the were a super limited, like incredibly limited run of guitars. I think uh, Dan Electro made them under the silver tone branding for like three years. Yeah, um, and 61 being bang in the middle of that, um, and it's the one pickup version of the. Uh, of like their single cut shape with the with the single pickup being right up in the neck and for whatever reason on those silver tone one four four fours fourteen forty fours I don't know what should you call fourteen forty four fourteen forty four let's do that one triple four um, one triple fours um the the volume and one forty four four okay one forty four four um the volume control is the furthest control away from you and the tone control is the nearest oh weird yeah really weird. That's very Turn bizarre. that right around, mate. Turn that right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. around. That is unusable. Yeah, I, I don't mind. But anyway, like it's it's listed on there for like six nine nine. This for a nineteen sixty one silver tone bass. That is in. Yeah, that seems really I mean, cool. I would I wouldn't say that's cheap, but I would say that that's is a like a good price though. It's a well. It's not overpriced. What I've seen in some stores recently is they've got like some pretty average secondhand stuff. Oh no, like less than kind of average secondhand stuff, and they've got a few nice pieces, but unfortunately the nice pieces are like super overpriced. And what I like about Mud Pie is that they've got a load of guitars that are like in between those two things in terms of like desirability. Like the Hofners, they've maybe got like four or five sixties Hofners that are right. all really cool, but they're at the right price. You know, they're like five nine nine. Instead of, you know, I've seen similar guitars recently for advertised at like a grand. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to be paying a grand for a 60s Hofner. They're not good enough guitars to warrant that. No matter how much the market goes up for for um, like vintage stuff. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, like six nine nine feels like the right price. Five nine nine, six nine nine feel like the right price. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I was looking at in that store. But the one that you pointed out was a. Uh, uh, what the, was the base? The the Burns, ba- no, oh, no, Burns, a Burns base. There's Burns Sonic there, which is yeah. something I've always wanted. They're really weird. But I tell you what was what's great about this one. I see these come up every now and again, and they're often. It seems like they were the more affordable because they're a, sh- a short horned, short scale Burns. So yeah. they're kind of the opposite of the Burns Bison, probably their most you know famous base. Yeah. The thing is, it feels like all of the Sonics that got made were made and then to absolute death because you never see them in good condition yeah they're and they seem like more of a kind of studenty base as yeah. well yeah it was definitely that sort of thing but i love them i love the sound of them the arctic monkeys bass players changed off of using p basses to using an old oh, band really? sonic for the new record i mean most of the stuff is is palm muted that lounge collection. record i love that but i really like um uh, the last shadow puppets so the 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 side project um of the main guy, I forget his name. Alex Turner. Alex Turner, yeah, but um, but yeah, I I really like that sort of loungy seventy. I listened film. to it. I Not didn't really get it. No, I didn't really get it. It was just kind of, <clears throat> I didn't think it was weird enough, right, for what it was trying to be. That was that's my only kind of concern. Compl- uh, you know, whatever. Fair Lots enough. of people liked it a lot, and I get that. I just, I felt like if they were doing something that was so drastically different from what they've done in the past, like they should have gone like very weird. Right. And it was kind of just, it does. Here's, feel- a, here's a different concept, and we're doing this for a whole record, as yeah. opposed to like let's try and be like completely bananas. It does feel very much like a puppets record rather than a. Yes, yeah, I mean, it seems. I I don't know anything about Last Shadow Puppets, but like, it seems like a solo record. It, it literally than, uh, sounds exactly like, like that's that's all the puppets records right, have okay. been like concepty lounge records. Right, okay. So it's very much like. But um, but yeah, the the bass player moved for the first time off of P basses onto a Burn Sonic, and I, I thought the whole record has this gorgeous like dubbed like everything's palm muted like sort of vintagey bass sound. But whenever I see Burn Sonics come up on Reverb or eBay, they're always like twelve hundred pounds, you know, fifteen hundred pounds, a grand, and they've always like got a missing tuner. Look like they maybe had a neck break. The plate's been taken off. Do you uh, know? It looks like the neck's bowed in half. Do you know how the Sonic relates to the new Sonic? Is this the new Sonic like a later model? Because so I'm just looking I've, at a picture here that I've never seen of the Beatles, um, which right. for me is rare because I think I've seen all of the pictures of the Beatles. Um, and this is them recording Rain uh, in Abbey Road, so like mid-60s, 66, I think this session is. Right. Um, and George Harrison is playing bass, and he's playing a apparently a new Sonic, which was um, hired from Burns for the day. Let me read a bit more about this. I'll see if I can find out. Listeners could possibly correct us on this if they know a lot about Burns. My knowledge is... Okay, but I think from what I do know about Burns, I think they were quite fluid with their names. Yeah. Um. So the guitarist in my band, Tim, he's left-handed but strings right-handed. Yeah. Um. And his father was exactly the same. Right. And his dad played in um his dad played in like a you know an old an old rock and roll band, and his dad was mates with someone at the Burns factory, and he used to go up there and they would make him a left-handed guitar with with all the with the trim system reversed so that he could still yep. so, so that he could have it strung the correct way and um uh Tim has two of the same and they are the split sonic um body shape and pickup configuration and one of them says split sonic on the headstock 
the other one says something else, like Marquee or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Like, which is just the wrong name. Yeah. That's just not that guitar. <laughs> maybe they just so, had, like, one of those nameplates knocking around. I, I think that is probably the case, but yeah. I think, you know, maybe... Sort oh, because of the, the Burns say it on the scratch yeah, plate rather well, than on their headstock. It, was, it is on the headstock, actually. It's oh, okay. on, the, on the truss rod cover on the neck. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. So that will be... Yeah, 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 so it is something that, you know, they could have just had something lying around but yeah i don't know how i don't know if the, the new sonic might well be a really similar thing but nonetheless like super cool guitars and nice that there's a shop where you can still get cool vintage like 60s stuff without paying the sort of massive price point that normally comes with like you know vintage instruments anyway um we should uh, uh we should move on and um have a little look in our mailbag mailbag there's only one thing in the mailbag this week, and it's not it's not like a it's not a, a, a big thing at all, but I've passed them I've passed them around. Rombo Picks, who we spoke about a few weeks ago. I'm holding one in my hand right now. Yeah, they've uh, they finished their Kickstarter, um and, and it was successful. So they're now a, a you know a company in their own right. So they sent us a couple of picks to say thanks for us talking about them. But um they Can we suggest that if they send <laughs> picks in the post they don't, they don't. use so they like sent them, yeah, the, uh... them on a letter with like a one of those little with those little uh sort of double sided squares of tape yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. stick them down. But the tape's done such a good job and the plectrums are textured. So now they're sort of the tape is like melted into the how sides long, of the How long plectrums. has this podcast been running so far? Roughly? Half an hour? Yeah, I've been pretty much the entire time we've been recording, I've been trying to get the sticky stuff off this right. plectrum. And I've literally just now just about <laughs> managed it. Um, Should yeah. we do a live demo? Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah, this is on. the real stuff. We said so that we never think, do demos on the podcast. Yeah. So Jay Cross uh, is demoing right now the Rombo Classic, which is a point forty-five uh, plectrum with a textured grip and a, a very small untextured point. It comes in a, the most conventional sort of Tortex style sizing and it is their slimmest, most conventional plectrum, um, just with good grip. Shall I and, demo this uh, one? Yes, and then Mark okay, has Mark has my particular favourite, which is the Rombo Diamond, which is a 2mm thick plectrum and it comes with a hole in the in sort of the middle of it which is supposed to improve grip now that's not wholly unique you've seen loads of other companies like gravity who is a plectrum company i've got really into recently also do a range with a with a hole in the tip but i really like the diamond because there's kind of some shaping in the actual plectrum itself which is supposed to aid the way you hold it and then again with this slightly separated smooth tip um, the first bit that you did there before you started noodling around, noodling. It, it sounded like the gone. That sounds like the uh, the like the music in the uh, the beginning of Battlestar when they're doing the uh, when they're doing the boom, 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 like last week on Battlestar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rumbo actually also do two other plex. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Kim types the Rombo Origami. I'll tell you what, that, was, that was great. Ways. We should do demos more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. That's that the one fantastic. thing this podcast it needs. It was good. It was good. The, the Rombo Waves, um, again, comes with kind of a, uh, well, hence the name. It has a sort of wavy shape, which, you know, allows you to grip it and comes in a 1.25 mil thickness. And the Rombo Origami, which is their 0.75, which I think would be more up your street. And I really like the Origami because it actually. Who are you talking to? It, it, it folds, it folds up. It, or you, you play like 7.5 or something like oh, okay. that don't you? That's, Just, that's what punk guys use isn't yeah it? yeah like, Dunlop Greens yeah whatever that is 0.81 eight eight. 0.77 eight eight. 0.88 yeah around that less than a mil um, but the origami is kind of folded towards the upper area so it sort of grips around your thumb yeah um, which so is this, pretty cool. This one I've got here, which is the black one, which is this thin uh, one. Yeah, you can get them in uh, different colours. You can get them in pink, blue, yellow, okay. or black. So I like the texture on this. This does this come in a different thickness? That's the Rombo Diamond. No, they are exact. So there's a seven. The seven five is origami. The one two five is waves. Right. The diamond is two mil, and the classic is. That feels it's a little bit thin. of a shame because I love the grip on this, but way too thin. Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. uh, this feels like you know, like one of the Dunlop nylon ones that looks like it's cut out of a bit of A4 paper. Oh, really? What, you don't, what, do you not? You, I guess that? you, that's two mil, which is about no, 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 right. that one. That one, one that Mark's oh, got. Oh, the black one. Oh, that sorry. definitely isn't two oh, mil, no, mate. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. That's the classic. Uh, you, you said, uh, sorry, I thought they were both black for a second. No, the black one, that's the classic, which is 0.45. But don't worry, because oh, yeah, the one, 0.45. Okay, the one you'd want is the um, is probably the origami, which is a similar grip and size. Okay. It's just 0.75. But that's the one that's kind of bendy around, isn't it? It's like bent around your that's thumb. That's right, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting for me to see where they go next. Will they start issuing the different grips? Yeah. Because amps, I reckon. Yes, yeah, so straight up. Yeah, that's the next <laughs> obvious thing. But like this one, for example, this this chunky one. That's the diamond, the, the Rombo diamond, diamond which two mil, got, which is kind of jazz three esque, I guess. But it's textured, and it's. I mean, when I say textured, it's got a big kind of hump on either side and the kind of hole in the top. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they start to do that in different thicknesses. Yeah. Would you like to see it thinner? Um, well, this one you'd go thinner and then the other one, which has got the with the classic, which yeah. has got that kind of pa- the papery feel to it at the moment. Um, if they did that in a kind of, you know, 0.88 thickness, that'd be really good because the grip is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're definitely um, super cool plectrums. Um, I think they'd be my absolute favourites at the moment if I hadn't recently discovered Gravity plectrums. I appreciate Gravity is probably quite a popular brand, but I don't really care about plectrums. It's only because I've got to do some like tremolo picking on the bass in a new song that I couldn't do with my fingers fast enough. I had to sort of like, oh, I've got to use a plectrum. And I never realised it made a difference, but actually using like a two and a half mil thick Gravity uh, razor with their pointed tip. Sounds much better than really playing bass for the pick. <laughs> you can turn off that, you can throw better. away that compressor. Get rid of all those pedals that you got. <laughs> just, use, just use a just use a use a pick. Sounds great. Right. If yeah, um, great. if any, I'm going to throw down a challenge. If any plectrum manufacturer out there listening to this podcast, of which there's potentially a few, if anyone can make me a pick that I like more than a Dunlop Green, oh, you're I so will, boring. I will 
pay for an advert on this podcast for that plectrum well, you'll pay me I'll pay you. <laughs> yeah, you'll pay guitar nerds. I will, I will pay for an ad spot. If right. someone can make me a pick that is better than a Dunlop Green, because these are fantastic. They're not for me at all. You no. know, I'm... I'm well, that one I is will, I can literally... Only... The, the one in your hand, the, the diamond, which yeah. is the two mil, is listed as for advanced guitarists. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> absolutely not me in the slightest. Um, but if someone can make one that I prefer to a Dunlop Green, right. I will pay for an ad spot on the podcast. There you go. There you go. Anyway, on that note, we should um, dive headfirst into some news. News! News! Um... Didn't give yourself as much of a break there. I wasn't going to give myself a break. I was going to come straight in, but you um, normally go straight in. Mm, yes, you didn't this time. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Is I'm that pizza right. weighing heavy? It was a really nice pizza, actually. Thank you, Jay Cross. Um, Jay, you're welcome. Don't... I picked it up from the shop myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're thanking me. Yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Mark Packham, why hello. Don't you tell us about the MXR Carbon Copy Mini. You know the Carbon Copy, right? Yeah. Imagine it, Mini. That's literally it, isn't Next it? Next bit of news. Uh, they've kept- <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not uh, let's not do it that. Let's not do it a disservice. So the very very popular um, MXR carbon copy. You you know it. You love it. Citation. Um, it is from um, you know how long they've been out. What five years? No. Longer? What do you mean five? Ten years? years? Five years? Ten years? Yeah. To at least the, the no, bright, probably two thousand and the bright came out when we started doing yeah. guitar nerds. So I reckon yeah. I reckon it ago. came out in two thousand and ten or two thousand and eleven. I, I, I think I own a bright. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Right. I think we were using it as a kind of comparison for a while with guitar I remember that I prefer the original. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, anyway, so the Carbon Copy uh, Mini is uh, MXR's latest addition to the Carbon Copy range. Obviously, there's the Carbon Copy, Carbon Copy Bright, Carbon Copy Deluxe, which is the two-pedal version. This is a scaled-down... Well, blow me down. 2009. 2008. 2008. Wow, there we go. So 11 years of Carbon Copy. Well, I'm going off the fact that in 2018, they released the 10th anniversary. Oh, wow. Yes, they did, because it was silver. It had no finish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, they did. Joe. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, So this is the mini version. It's basically in line with what they've been doing with that kind of mini phase 90 or whatever it's called. And a few other of the mini pedals MXR have been putting out. Uh, They've put the carbon copy in that housing. But there's a few interesting things on there. So from the... um, first appearances it is just a regular carbon copy shrunk down so you've got the three controls uh the regen the mix and the delay you've got the mod switch you've got the mod switch as well which turns on the kind of warbly mods the only thing that's not on here is can you go into the back like you can can you take the back off and adjust the modulation settings i thought there was a trim do that yeah i thought there was a trim pot on the outside of this one that was what i saw on there I there's thought. not no there's not a trim pot on the outside what there is is the bright switch on the outside okay so that's the the kind of most notable addition to this is that you've essentially got the bright and the regular circuit in one pedal um the bright switch is activated with a little mini toggle um yes. which is on the side of the pedal yeah there's nothing i can't see anything i might have to do a bit more digging because on this news article there's no indication whether that uh, whether you're able to access the modulation settings or not. I don't think it's the modulation, is it? I thought it was the um, the oscillation. 
No, trim pots inside the carbon copy are very much the modulation, modulation. settings. Okay. Um, but whether they're on the mini, I need to dig that out. But yeah, I mean, th- there's not much else to tell really. It's the pedal that you know and love in a more uh, cramped pedal board style, bo- pedal board mm. friendly box. Um, I think I'm actually going to get one of these. I've been uh, thinking about my pedal board um, and I know I said I haven't needed delay, but I really like carbon copies. It's really good. Well, the reason I haven't bought one before is because I don't want to take up a whole pedal space with an effect that I don't really use. You know, right. I don't really use delay. Um, but now that I am going to replace my TU3 with one of those... Um, Pedal train SST tuners, how, the space saving tuner. How are you going to tune quietly? The uh, I'm not going to. Oh, because you don't gig this board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I just use it at home. Um, so yeah, I'm going to put the space saving tuner on there, which means I can put on not only my uh, Ibanez Tube Screamer Mini, but now the Carbon Copy Mini as well. Oh, very cool. um, move on to the next item, and I'll let you know whether you can do the uh, the modulation thing or not. Yes, absolutely. Jay Cross, um, why don't you tell us all about a new offering from Walrus Audio? I love Walrus Audio. Yes. If you ever, um, do you know what Walrus Audio did on their Instagram recently? They've got like a pinned story, which is uh, where they've uploaded the artwork of all of their pedals in um, cut to to be like phone background sized. And so you can just screenshot the story and then use it. As a phone background, which I thought was great because they have really nice artwork. They have ni- nice artwork on their new pedal as well. They do. So this is the uh, slow, the slow, slow, like slow gin. No, not like slow gin. Not like slow gin. This is slow, which is S L O with an umlaut, which I think is slow. Ah, I love a good umlaut. I could be incorrect. It's a great word. Mm. <laughs> it is a good word. Umlau. What is it? Number four or number five on a keyboard? An umlau. Sorry? Well, you know, you, you hold the O and then it gives you all the options of the different O. And I think it's four. I think oh, you mean on a phone, not on a computer? It's on a computer as well. Oh, I don't know. I have a uh, I have Windows and it doesn't do it on that. Oh. Did that, you just that type that the word O? <laughs> I think no, thinking, I'm pretty sure you're thinking about your phone. I'm Joe. thinking about my phone because yeah. I've just typed it. <laughs> Shed load of O's. I'm pretty sure holding down a button on a computer doesn't work in the same way. <laughs> anyway, the uh, Warriso Audio Slur uh, Multi Texture Reverb is a uh, reverb with uh, multiple textures attached. Are you okay? Yeah, Sorry, I'm just I'm just I'm, looking at Joe once I'm sure again. I've done this before. Like Maybe this. try Command O. I'll try that. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> that is. You have entered. <laughs> No, I don't want to visit the dark web. No, anyway, sorry, um, carry on. So the uh, yeah, the Walrus Audio Slow Multi Texture Reverb is um, a big, expansive, ambient style reverb. Uh, you've got uh, decay, filter, mix, and depth controls, and then you've also got a parameter control, which you can uh, and you can choose which mode you're in uh with a toggle switch in the middle right. so the three options are dark which is a blendable lower octave Ooh. which sounds nice Ooh. um rise which is an ambient swell and dream which is latching pad which i don't know what that means Ooh. Uh, what, like a like a freeze yeah it well no Maybe it's it will um, be like kind of freeze. it's not that it's like it, it's it's like a 
I listened to the demo and it is like, yeah, it's like a synth pad coming in of reverb, but you hold the switch down to make it happen. Right, okay. And then... That sounds banging. You've also got the ability with, and this is what's actually very smart about this, with the same three-way toggle switch, you've got the ability to choose... um, uh, the you you've got the ability to choose th- different modulate uh, different wave shapes for your modulation. Right. By hold you hold down the bypass button because it's got two. Oh, I see, and that makes the three way toggle switch control other things. Exactly. Oh. Yes. Um, as well as that, by holding down the bypass switch, you can also uh, manipulate the modulation. Uh, by using the depth control, and that will control the speed of the modulation. Right, which oh, is really that's smart, really good. It's yeah, like so a dip switch, as well but as on the outside. Yeah, so as well as having the uh, the bypass, you know, just to bring everything in in and out, you've also got a sustain switch. Right, what so that, that well, that will be unlatched, I assume. Yes, I assume it's unlatched. So that is how you bring in the um, your dark rise or dream. Oh, I love it. That assume. sounds super cool. Uh, yes, it does sound really cool. Um, and I tell you, and this will, I assume, lead on to the next piece of news because Mark and I were both listening to um, or re-listening to <laughs> a couple of demos. I was listening to this and you were listening to... I've been listening to the uh, Mr. Black Super Swell and no, uh, I haven't. No, sorry, that, no, that's no. not what you're talking you're about. Jumping ahead. Sorry, the Seymour Duncan Dark Sun Digital Delay and yeah. Reverb. So Mark turned on the demo and was watching the demo of the Dark Sun, and I was watching the demo of the Slur. And um, first of all, we thought that we had both clicked on the same video because the intros are the same. And secondly, they are playing in the same key, and actually, it sounded <laughs> quality. It was like it's, some weird like remix going it on. It sounded absolutely fantastic. Uh, so yeah, Walrus Audio Slope sounds really good. Two hundred dollars, so it's um, you know by no means cheap, but it's also nowhere near the price of a lot of these kind of big ambient reverb pedals. And, but it's not big; it's the same size as a uh, same size as like an MXR pedal. Yeah, uh, very cool, really, really cool. And the artwork is amazing as well. Yeah, super duper cool. And Mark, let's be honest, that's the important thing. Should I talk about thing. the Dark Sun? We while might we're on as the well topic. talk around the Dark so, Sun. So, um, Dark Sun is a new pedal from Seymour Duncan, which we I think we thought we talked about we before. Think but, we have. Do you know but, why I thought? Because it's in our it's in our document. It's in our gear. Oh, maybe of the we have talked document. about it before. But I mean, there, uh, you know, they they there seems to have been a press release for it this week. So maybe there were no details available before. Um, this for last week when we were talking about the free the tone delay yeah the um, future factor which had a ton of uh, different controls on it this is going down very much a similar pattern so this is a delay and reverb um with uh, slightly more obvious controls i guess on the front of the pedal but there is still kind of a lot of uh like menu selection and stuff right. um uh, it's got a tweak control as well. Uh, so I'll run down the controls. So you've got different delay modes um, and that it can be um, uh, s- like rhythmically split out. You've also got uh, reverse delay ping pong uh, and the other one is reverse ping pong by right. the looks of things. Um, and then a uh, different reverbs, a few different reverbs uh, and along with your standard delay control. So time feedback and delay mix. Now, as well as that, you've got this tweak control, which basically changes depending on which uh, pre- not preset, but which type of delay and reverb that you're using. Um, so basically, uh, as with a lot of the Seymour Duncan pedals, Seymour Duncan pedals the idea is to give you plenty of sounds um this one I didn't realize is actually 
uh, designed in collaboration with Mark Holcomb from Periphery. Oh, I didn't realise that. Indeed, and uh, indeed. So it's not you know they're not claiming it's like a signature pedal, but it's designed with kind of him, his input. Um, they describe it as artists can shape the EQ of the effect, add saturation, lost choral modulation, or use dynamic expression to control the mix of the effect while playing. So a lot more than just a straight delay and reverb. Uh, and a lot of that, I think, is down to this kind of tweak control um, that allows you to control things like the modulation. So yeah. looks impressive. Like I said, in the delay, it sounded really good. It's another one of these kind of workstation pedals from Seymour Duncan. Um, what was funny is how similar it sounded to <laughs> the, the slur. But I'm going to put that down now to the fact that we were both listening on laptop speakers and we couldn't hear the nuances of each pedal. But yeah. they both sounded very similar. I blame in love Seymour Duncan they make great pedals underrated the oh, pedals I, I always have are. been always have been like even from the pickup booster well the pickup booster was great the 805 is is a fantastic sounding you know, tube screamer alternative yep. like a great yeah, sounding tube, tube screamer alternative the uh what's the delay that absolutely vapor trail. the vapor trail my god yeah like that is that has to be like the most amount of weird modulation you can add on a pedal yep. that's like normal size yeah it sounds like it should be coming from a big strymon yep. style thing loved it those two in particular i think stand out the 805 and the vapor, uh, trail. vapor trail just really solid pedals that you can pick up secondhand for absolutely no money God, i might get an 805 you, you know um you know i've been uh, uh, well i don't know if you know but i was building a little pedal board a little guitar pedal board yeah. this week and um I have been struggling to find the right drive um, for it. So I'm, I'm using the plus pedal. I was using the Rocket Surgeon Ice Caves yep. and the Anna Sounds Utopia as the delay reverb. But actually, I've, I've switched out for just an RE20 now just because... They were the best. Well, I, it's just because I quite like having that that control, being able to suppress that second foot switch and get that whoop, 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 yeah, whoop, yeah, yeah sound. That's really cool. And uh, um, but the drive, I had like the Walrus Audio three six five, the one that's based on a projector, and it was really good. But I only want like a touch three just, eight five three. What did I say? Three six five. Oh, I meant three eight I think, five. Yeah. Did you? I he said know. 365. Yeah, yeah 385. Yeah, I, based on the projector sound, because I just wanted to touch. I just wanted something to like warm things up. But I'm playing my ES175 always on the bridge pickup, and the bridge pickup's re- really raised and really... Why are you doing that? I thought your, you know I mean? your whole thing was you wanted stuff to sound as woolly as possible. Well, not on guitar. I only like bridge pickups on guitar. I play strats only on the bridge pickup. I like, I like that sort of thing. But the problem is the bridge pickup's really raised on the ES-175. It's really close to the strings. And I, for whatever reason on mine, I get loads of bass, like loads of low end just on the on the low E. Like it's really sort of over woolly. So it tends to drive drives yeah, yeah, quite yeah. a lot, even when the rest of it's quite even. So I struggle to find a drive that doesn't just sound a bit distortion-y when I pick the low, yeah. the low in. I was like, oh, I, w- I had the gain virtually off on the 385, and I was like, maybe I'll try the, the Sidewinder, the Hudson Electronic Sidewinder. Oh, yeah. That was still too hot. Sidecar. 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 Yeah, God, yeah. what's going <laughs> I'm not naming any pedals correctly. But I was going to try out the uh, Rock Fabric Aqualung, because I remember that being very... Transparent. That's really good sounding pedal. But the three, the eight oh five, the Seymour Duncan eight oh five, 
Maybe I need to get one of those. Maybe yeah. I need something tube screamery because yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything tube screamery. Speaking of tube screamery. Speaking of tube scre- screamer E, J Cross. Acorn Amps have released a new. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, following on from, and I'm sure they'll absolutely love it from me using the uh, the big old, the big I word, but following on from Ibanez releasing a 40th anniversary TS808 at Winter Nam, Maxon have only bloody gone and released a 40th anniversary OD808. But the, the OD808 came first, right? Didn't the Ibanez licensed that circuit off of Maxon? Yeah, presumably they did that in the year 1979. Oh, yes, and it's yeah. just Ibanez have Done released first. the pedal yeah, earlier, so, yeah. released the, their, their pedal earlier. So, uh, yeah, they've released a Made in Japan OD808. Uh, it's uh, green. It's a OD eight away. I don't really know what else think, to say about didn't it. They get it's two hundred dollars, which just is the is, same price as the Ibanez. Oh, is it right? Yes. The, the gist is, I think they got the original fellow on board. Yeah, yeah, so, they have. Yeah, so, so uh, Sasumu Tamura, right? Who is the uh, the uh, former engineer, the guy who I guess created the pedal. Um, so he has he's modified it, and uh, he's, he's, he's signed, also he's yeah. also signed some, which are four hundred. Wow. So there's only got four, really lim- like the 808. Limited to 400, um, but there's 40 signed ones, right. and the 40 signed ones are $400. Yeah, it's super cool. It's it's quite, quite, I wish my signature was worth $201. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's always, quite a cool thing to own. I always thought the Maxon yeah. looked cooler than the than the Ibanez one. Um, Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's retroer and more 80s. Yeah. Anyway, let me tell you. 79 this one, mate. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, fine. I apologise. Thank you. Appreciate Um, it. Let me tell you, boys, about something that's going to change the way you play guitar forever. Let me introduce you to the Pixlinger. Go on. Okay. (laughs) So, did you watch the video I sent you of the Pixlinger? No. Oh, yeah. I don't watch any videos you You're missing me. out. It's a really good video. You've got to remember that, like, I'm at work. I actually have a job. Yeah. I can't just sit around on the internet all day. No. Yeah. My boss isn't an idiot who doesn't mind me just sitting around on the on the internet all day, no. like your boss. Well. Me. The listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yes, the Pixlinger, okay? I'll, I'll have to tell you all about it now. I'll try and describe it without You're rubbing the your knees in a really like incredible uncomfortable video. manner. So you know how you often um, switch between pick style and finger picking. Often, often switch between pick style and finger picking. So, so yeah. So, so like you know, Tim, my guitarist, does that a lot. But and and what I guess you would do normally is you you drop the plectrum into the cup of your uh, your three fingers. Oh, or two fingers, depending on how you finger pick, and then you then you have to retrieve the plectrum back into your hand. Yes, sure. Yeah, that would be how you switch. Well, imagine if you know you could drop it. So imagine if instead you were wearing a ring that uh, with a bar on the ring, and your plectrum was held in the bar. Yep. So that you could have the plectrum in your hand and then flip. 
the ring and the bar over the top of your hand and the plectrum would be on the outside and you could be finger star and then just using a a careful flip round of your finger like you would like you would an old um cult peacemaker if you're a cowboy in the wild west hence the name pick slinger and you can flick it back round into your hand with ease it also um allows you to um hold the plectrum very lightly as any you know you're supposed to barely (laughs) hold the plectrum so uh, this allows you to you know to have the lightest touch you know touch on the plectrum and still be able to flick it in and out of your your hand are you practicing why you might need the pick slinger no i'm i i I just hold. I, well, you, I just you hold. Just, well, the pick yeah, slinger okay, means okay. you're not going to drop it. There's a few things that I want to say about the pick slinger website, <laughs> but let's do that in the Patreon yeah, okay. because uh, there's a few things because I, we need to I want to say about the pick slinger website. Okay, right. Well, this that anyway. The, we you know that that is it for us here on the uh, Guitar Nerds podcast. We've got a load more news to do, so I guess we should continue over on the Patreon and work through that. We're gonna. Uh, we're going to maybe talk about some other um, things on the Patreon episodes as well. I Today, I watched the... Oh, how inconvenient is this? You know, we I just put out a video on, like, top five guitars not made of wood. Yeah. Well, like, I had, maybe the day before or the day after... Um, Aristides? Aristides? Yeah, yeah, Aristides. Aristides released a factory tour. Uh, video and I was like, man, I totally forgot about this brand when I made this video. And you it's were thinking I could have ripped all this footage for our video. <laughs> I was thinking that, but no, it was, it was a really good video. I want to talk about them anyway because their guitars are super cool. Their factory tour was amazing, lovely uh, facility in the Netherlands, and the dudes there just seemed really very cool. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll continue over on the Patreon, where for as little as one dollar a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. One dollar a month was that okay? What did I say wrong? You just you said wherefore, which I where, thought was where, where, wherefore <laughs> art thou, Romeo? Right, I see. Wherefore art thou one dollar a month? <laughs> uh, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. One dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early. Five dollars a month uh, gets you that, and you get the Patreon special episode and loads of other mini series too. And ten dollars a month uh, gets your name read out in one breath by me. Ready? Hang yes. on, hang on. I'll get the. I'll do another demo of the okay. pick. You ready? Right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Franklin, Andy Joyce, John Anglin, Edward Chris, J. Cutmore, Robert Cousins, Rob Gore, Scott, Hamilton, Tucker, Rabbiton, Ernie Cooper, Ross, Edwards, Nate, Nagel, Stephen, Hens, John, John, Robert, Robert, Smiley, Everything, Zinka, John, Troy, Aaron, Seven, Blake, Wyland, Andrew, Goody, Jamie, Kev, J. Gray, Matt, Bellamy, Martin, Cliff, Scott, Kennedy, Christopher, Lawson, Hansen, Robin, Smith, Terry, Grinch, Chris, Connors, Robin, Noah, Tucker, Watson, Ed, Medley, Steve, Michael, DJ, Marcus, Michael, McGray, Connors, Matter, Annie, McKenzie, Brad, Page, Blair, Tom, Scott, O'Brien, Laurie, and says Paul Corrigan, Will, Tamu, Gravit, Phil, Thompson, Adrian Day, Chen says Matthew Kinn, Scott, Jane, Sean, Arbo, Christopher, Woman, Copper, Fire. It was always burning, it's just the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. No, we didn't start it, but something happened. And on and on and on and on. 
Oh, that was awful. <laughs> I'm really surprised it's taken us that long to come to the conclusion that Joe's list is very much like we didn't start the fire. Um, like, you were halfway through and Mark was just like, oh my God, oh my God. And I just looked over and I was just like, I just mouthed. Let's do it. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> okay, my goodness. Right, well, um, uh, yeah, am I supposed to say something about where you can Yeah, Facebook, us? you know, all the Twitter, all that. Yeah, I can't be bothered. All right, yes, we'll... Uh, we'll, see, we'll uh, We'll see you next week. Farewell. <laughs> Cheers, gang. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.